God. I was thinking today, I was in Galax, and I thought, my Lord, I've, in front of this church for almost 49 years. Whatever little job I could fill in or to do, y'all got to know every hair in my head, every thought I got, every move I make, how many pillars I got on my bed. Y'all got to know. Amen. But I may have to stay another couple of years. <laughs> Amen. May have something else to tell you. God's been good to us. Oh, my Lord, how he's blessed us. It's, it's on my heart bothers me bad. It bothers me that there's no fear of God. And we separate, God tells us, we'll get married until death do us part. And then God resembles the church to marriage and that we are the bride of Christ. And now there's no fear. Fifty-five years ago, I stood up in front of a little congregation of about 12 or 15 people and said, God save me. And I went back to work on I think it was a Wednesday I got saved on a Monday. And I think it was on a Wednesday. I called four brick masons and three laborers together when we got on the job. And I said, before we start doing anything, I won't tell you that God saved my soul. And that's 55 years ago. I've got to have the same testimony today or I ain't got nothing. If I'm ashamed that I'm saved, if I'm afraid that I'm afraid that I can't testify or I'm afraid somebody's done hurt it or they don't want to hear me, then I can't get the job done. And I thought, I've thought about it many times, and it scares me. I fear God. But I thought, and I'm not telling you I'm perfect by no means, but I thought if I went back and sat on the bar stool, I'd be ashamed. I'd be ashamed to come in and sit down in church. There's no shame no more. There's no fear of God. And that scares me because God said in Romans that he could turn us over to a reprobate mind. 
I got a call right before I left for church. Melvin that said, Palm Beach, Florida. Unknown number, Palm Beach, Florida. So many junks, I thought, well, I won't answer it. And lo and behold, it's God. I thought, surely to God, he had time to go to Palm Beach, Florida. I still don't know. He ain't in Florida. I know he ain't in Florida. He ain't had time to go there. But I got a call from Texas one time after three weeks in jail. So you don't never know when that call's going to come. I can't hardly help but answer my phone when it rings. It might be real. It might be somebody needing me. Or it could be Jesus saying, I just want to bless you. I got one of them Saturday on the altar. His name's Brian Boyer. But he said, I'm up. I miss you. You led me to the Lord. I want to tell you, you're on my mind. I'm in prison, but I'm hoping for parole. I sat down on the altar, laid back on the rock pile, and just cried with him. Amen. So we don't know what God's got for us. Mine's all these scam calls. I can't hardly live, but I answer my phone. It might be for me. Might be somebody need. I feel assured Scott is not in Florida. But I know he's alive. Praise him about But I know he's alive. Little is much when God is in it. It's preached my heart that these people think they're right with God. He said, you can't judge me, Daddy. I know I'm going to heaven. Hmm. If people believed that they were going to die and go to the devil's hell, they would live different. The power of Satan today is greater than I've ever seen it or ever read about it. And it's deceiving the minds of people. And it's telling them that they're all right. You can go to any old church, the church of your choice. You know, the church we got to go to is where God sends us. I, I wouldn't be worth a plug nickel if God didn't send me. I've walked into churches, and I knew they'd rather I wasn't there. I knew... They was afraid I'd testify. I've never walked into a prison where they were afraid of me because they were hungry.
they might not all agree with you, but they're glad to see a new face. Glad to see a new face. I believe from the depth of my heart that Jesus Christ would be happy if he could see some new faces. I'm talking about some faces that hadn't forgot where they come from. I can remember today just like it was yesterday. I can smell the stink around that commode. I can smell today. I can smell my body after three days of drinking white liquor. I can feel today. I can feel Bill Spurling crawling in the floor because I couldn't walk. I fear that this could be back on me. If I backed up one ounce on God and worse, I read it in the Bible, go take seven other spirits. Matthew, maybe seven, I forgot. Seven other spirits worse than the beginning and the last day would be worse. My Lord and my God, I fear God. Neighbor, we need to pray for these. And I'm talking about mine. It aggravates people I call names. But I say, pray for mine. If they die, it's a literal burning hell forever and forever. I don't care what they think. You don't go to heaven with sin in your life. I don't care what your excuse is, why you don't go to church. It won't stand before God. It won't stand before God. We think we've had hardships here. I'll say it again. Jesus went to prison for me. Jesus went to the cross for me. I don't need to forget the power of God and what he done for me. If he hadn't done that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. If he hadn't done that, I could have never been saved. I'd have never got out from under the bondage of alcohol. The only way, only way I can stay out is stay under the blood. Let's read Hebrew 4. Larry Johnson likes Hebrew 4. Y'all pray. January the 9th, I had my operation. And I'm hoping I'm going to try to call my hip doctor and see if he thinks I'd be a high risk or I'd be available for a brand new hip. I need some artificial parts. I'm hurting. Fourth chapter of Hebrew. Let us. It's the word of God. Let us therefore fear. This is the greater message I could preach. I told Janet, <laughs> Sunday or Monday, I told you, I said that's the greatest message I loved it. I loved that message. 
She said, you preached it in 08 with the same title. I said, praise the Lord. I'm glad she had it wrote down. Her memory ain't that good. But I forgot it. For me, that's the first time I ever preached it. I, I can't believe it's the first time I ever heard it. I was tickled to death with it. <laughs> Boy, I went on praising the Lord. Well, you preached it in a wait. Do you all remember that? Oh, you had it marked down. That ain't what I asked you. I asked you if you <laughs> I asked you if you remembered it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love you, boy. Amen. Amen. I didn't remember it. Really, I didn't remember it. I you had never heard it. Praise the Lord. It's the first time for me, too. It was good. Amen. I loved it. Amen. I loved it. So what I'm getting at, y'all probably heard this before, too. But it may be the first time for me. Let us, therefore, fear, lest a promise. Oh, my Lord. I sat down in the chair there a while this evening. And I thought of the promises of God. One lie after another, God said he had promised. He would feed us, never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed baking bread. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He didn't say you couldn't walk away. But the promises of God that I'll take care of whatever your need is. The promises of God, I'm bigger than your problems. Why should I worry? I'm bigger than your worry. I'm bigger than your sicknesses. And he said, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Amen. There's no fear no more. Right, Johnson? I stood there. I got a haircut this morning, and I talked to the lady there. I don't even know her name. Don't make no difference. But I said, it's fine for me to love you by the Bible, but I can't take the Bible and judge you by it. That ain't right. Then I'm just a judge, but I can take your same word. And that's the only way I can love you is through the Word. I can't love you if I'm out of the Word. So they know they, it takes the Word of God to judge us and show us. And he said, let us fear lest a promise being left unto us that we would come short, come short. I thought, I don't want to get just to the just to the gate and come short of entering in. I don't want to almost make it there and serve God 55 years and die drunk in a car wreck. Come on, church. Amen. Or with a heart attack. Neighbor, I'm telling you, we're telling our children today that they're all right and they're living in sin that they're living in sin. 
And they say, don't judge me. Don't, don't tell you don't know my heart. I know what's sin and what ain't sin. I've read the Word of God. I know that much. Neighbor, today, I don't want my worst enemy to come short of the promise of entering in to the kingdom of God. My Lord, I told you, I said, I've hurried up. I've hurried up all day, but it looks like I'm going to be late. I heard to beat the red line, and it caught me. And I heard for this, I've been too slow. I've been too slow. Neighbor, we, if we're not careful, we don't take time to wait for God to bless us, to, to move upon our life. So if the church service don't go to suit us and we don't get our way, then we'll leave. We'll go somewhere else. We'll listen to that small, smooth, shrewd voice of Satan and say, nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. Over the top of Satan. I met a nurse yesterday, never seen her in my life, but she knew Justin and uh, Mary Grace. She knew Justin and Mary Grace. I was talking to her, and, and uh, her grandpa played a guitar about like I do. He had a leg missed leg. I said, yeah, I remember, I remember him. I remember him well. Started to leave. And I said, has anybody told you in the hospital room, we wasn't private, John was there, and somebody else. I said, has anybody told you today they love you? She said she'd come by our church and buy my house every day, lived up in Virginia. So I felt like we were friends, got her to pray for us. And I said, well, has anybody told you they love you today? She looked at me. She said, I don't think so. She said, they've told me several other things. The nurse's job, Everett's job is a job. I've met some of them people. So what's wrong with somebody coming by and say, I love you? I thought that old doctor cut my throat. I wanted him to know I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Danny heard me tell him. I, I, said, I said, I've got one request to you, Doc. Is when I come out there, I can talk a little bit. I'll be able to talk a little bit. I said, you do that for me. I'd hate to went in mad at him about it. But we can come to church mad. Been fighting with our spouse. Mad because God ain't answered us. We're having to come to, I've got to go to church today. It's a privilege to come to church. Thank God the doors are open. Said for us to take heed or, or warning that a promise is left unto us that we'll fall short. I watched a little bit of race Sunday. 
slept through most of it, but I watched a little bit of race. And they don't win if they don't finish. If a wheel runs off, motor blows, they wreck or whatever, they don't win. They come short of the finish line. It ain't Baptist doctrine, but it's what Hebrews said. I, I, I guess Paul wrote this, but we can fall short of the promise left to God. God made me a promise, and I've really realized it later on in years. I didn't realize it the day I got saved. But he adopted me into the big family of God. Now I'm one of them. I'm his son. You're his daughter. We're sons and daughters of Almighty God. Just don't fall short of that. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Neighbor, the Bible said it's impossible to please God without faith. We've got to have faith. And he said the same word was preached to them as it is to us. But he said it wasn't mixed with faith. So mixing it with faith makes my healing come quicker, makes my pain get easier, makes my burdens not look as bad. My troubles ain't near as big if I mix them with faith. The promises of God, he said, I'll be your burden bearer. I'll be your light. Instant help in time of trouble. He said, I'll be your friend. He said, I'll stick closer than a brother. The promises of God. If I mix that with faith. And that if, I've got to do it. I can't give you faith. I can preach to you what God gives me. But you've got to accept faith. I believe God gave us a portion of faith, but I believe we need to grow in faith. I believe we need to grow in the grace and the admiration of God. Let me read that again. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit 
the word preached did not profit. I'd like to tell you something. Up till I was 26 years old, the word didn't profit me. I heard it, but it wasn't mixed with faith. I remembered a little bit of it, but it wasn't mixed with faith. I heard DJ, heard DJ mention every time he'd get to drinking or on drugs, he wanted to talk about church or the Bible. You know why that was? Because he was raised in church. And I remember, I loved him today if he's dead now, moved to California, but we were big buddies, big buddies. Every time we'd get to drinking, every time, his mom was a godly lady from up in Virginia, old Sonny Cox, man on a striped snake, but he'd get to drinking, and it would, it would come on his mind, and I'd want him to hush. I'd want him to hush because we was drinking, and he'd get me under conviction, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to hear it, and he'd go talking about church. And he'd go, he'd quote scripture. Talk about when Mama took him to church. I'm going to tell you something. These little young'uns, <laughs> these little young'uns are getting more than we think. They're getting something when that one offers them drugs. They're going to know the Word of God. They may choose to go the other way. I remember Scotty wrote a poem one time, and I just remember these words. Words are only what they say, but I hope that you find the way. Think on that a minute. We can testify of what we've got, but have we found the way? Have we found the way? Do we fear God? I, I, Karen, I wouldn't be here tonight, honey, if I didn't fear God. If I didn't have insight that I can be right back where I was at. I love God. I want to follow God. But I fear God. I respect God. There's no respect for God anymore. There's no respect for our, our church houses. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter unto my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached, entered not in because of unbelief. That's a sixth verse. Because of unbelief. And God has promised us a rest.
I thought the seventh day, and you could tie this together or let it go by. But the Bible said, it's appointed unto man three score in ten days, which is seventy. And you drop that off to seven days. And then he said, if you live, uh, perhaps to be four score, which is eighty. He said, there ain't nothing but sorrow and trouble. But still, there's a rest to the people of Almighty God. That no matter what our sorrows and our troubles are, and so many live healthy. I was healthy, healthy, up to 70, 79 years old before I started having health problems. And I praise God for it. But there's a rest for me. Not just yet, but there's a rest for me somewhere beyond what God has got for me. Why is there a rest for me? It's because I believe. It's because I fear God. Pray, pray for me that I don't never lose the fear of God. That I don't let, never let no trouble or, or anguish come to my life that would break me down. I talked to Jack Anderson yesterday, I guess, day before yesterday, I don't know. But this is the words he said. I've got to stay in shape for God to hear my prayers. John 9 says that God don't hear sinners. He don't hear sinners' prayers. So I've got to stay in shape till God can hear my prayers. And you're not feeling good. Somebody's got to be in shape. Till God will hear their prayers. I've got to be in shape for your granddaughter. I've got to be in shape for your grandbabies that are swiftly coming on. They'll be here and on the street before we know it. Church, first ever been a time when we need each other is today. Our nation is divided. It's fighting and scratching. A house divided against itself can't stand. I need the power of God back in my house. When my phone rings to answer it with boldness, I'll handle what comes my way. I'll get through with Jesus Christ what comes my way. When they call and say, it's cancer, it's a heart attack. You probably won't pull through. I've got to handle it with a smile and a shout and the glory of God. We've got, we've got weak. We got weak. They don't want them in here. They ain't got troubles in your home and troubles in your house. Something you'd like to change. Let's just get strong and start praying against these troubles. And God can move. We got young ones that's coming up almost monthly, another driving a car. Another just fixing to get their driving license to go on the road by themselves. Another fixing to step out. 
to college, into a brand new world. They won't be sheltered by mama and daddy and Mount Vernon Church. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need each other. Oh, we need the love of God back in our homes, back in our houses. Let me read on the sixth verse, seven. And he said, and again, he limited a certain day, saying, in David, this is over in Psalms, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. You know, that could be preached over and over. And I've got that marked in red. I've probably preached that. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. I'll say again, at almost 82 years old, and I've never seen as little compassion, as hard-hearted as people have got. I just heard today there that two boys in Galax walk out and shoot it out, shoot each other. I can't I can't see in my in my heart, in my madness, I can't see me shooting Lamont. I just can't see it. And it's every day, every day in our streets, every morning. Turn on TV in Greensboro. There's another shooting. Somebody else died. Somebody else hurled out into eternity. I thought, and I don't know details. Don't need to know. But the snowboy walking up the road with a dead man already in his car with a gun. Satan has took our minds. Who do you know that may walk up on your door? I saw somewhere a 15-year-old boy went to the wrong door, and he got shot by knocking on the door. I'm the world's worst. If I don't know where somebody lives, I'll knock on doors till somebody talks to me. I've done that time and time again. Somebody shoot me on these days. I remember Wayne Lawson. <laughs> we was in Rampeet, and I stopped at the wrong place. That fellow come out with a shotgun. I got out of the truck. Wayne Lawson hit the low board. He said, that man's got a shotgun. I told him who I was looking for. After he come on out, he said, I know you. He didn't shoot me. Was, God had his hand on me. I had to, I needed to preach one more time. God's blessed me, I'm here to tell you. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Neighbors, I thought on that. I've not made it to heaven. I've not got the perfect rest. And I know Jesus is with me. And, and I fear lest that I fall short of this. And he's had his hand on me. 
and he's took care of me. But I've got troubles. I've got pain. I've got everyday life bills, everyday gas bills. I've got problems in my mind that that's common to man. So I ain't got the perfect rest yet. I'm saved, but I ain't got the perfect rest that God has got for me. Just down the road is something that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has got prepared for us. I have got a great taste and a great smell of what God has got for me. But I've not got the fullness, the fullness of what God has got for me. I can't imagine, I cannot imagine a glorified body. I can't imagine a house that's not built with hands. I can't imagine a place where Satan ain't there, where Satan won't be speaking through my brain every hour, giving us nightmares, taking our sleep. I can't imagine what it'll be place without Satan. I can't imagine without gravitational pull holding me here on earth to just float off. Maybe an astronaut can, but I can't. I can't. And he said in ninth verse, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. That's what I just said. It's still remaining, church. A rest. Great day. We've got all great. All great's your time, Ava. No, we done went over time. Okay. Nobody going to contradict me. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. So, and I'll go back to the first verse. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left of us entering into this rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. There remains a rest. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. So, church, let's don't fall short of that rest. Let's don't let anything or don't let nothing separate us from the love of God. They say it can't happen, but I promise you it's happening. It's happening. I've seen the Spirit of God all over our girls. And I promise you it ain't the Spirit of God in a bar. Amen. So it can happen. And I know people can be hurt to a point. They don't want no more church. But we listen to Satan. Don't mess up, church. They ain't a man prettier enough, ladies, worth you leaving your husband for. And oh, hey, old man. That young lady, she might smell good, but she won't fit in your category. 
Just leave her alone. Amen. Stay with God. Don't, don't get out of the will of God. Don't fall short of what God, the rest that God has got for us. More today than 20 years ago, I desire that peaceful rest that I've read about in the Word of God. I was going to read the whole chapter, but we'll quit. It is 9 o'clock, ain't it? Amen.